Hello, 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 everyone. It is not Wednesday. It's Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. So excited to bring you this week's episode of the Event Hustler Show. Thank you all for being so flexible. We had our virtual showcase last week. I've been doing these. We have another podcast tomorrow. We're just like throwing a minute at this point. Um, and Josh, I think we had to move your scheduling around. So anyway, thank you everyone for your flexibility. It is summer the world is like somehow coming back, it appears. And so there's a lot of transition, but I'm really excited to be here with you today. I see we already have some live watchers. So thank you for joining us. Hey, everybody. Yeah, please do join the conversation. But I'm really excited today to be chatting with Josh from Juno. It sounds like it just goes together. Um, Josh and I, oh, I heard of Juno for the first time at PCMA in January. I think it was their convening leaders event and they were doing in this event and I heard about it. And then uh, Dana, Dana Frecker-Duty, who is an amazing industry professional, she messaged me and she was now working for Juno. I'm like, okay, then I have to know what's going on. <laughs> and we've had the opportunity to meet Josh several times at this point. And uh, just about 10 minutes ago, I found out we went to the same college, which is like so rare. <laughs> uh, Josh, welcome, first of all. Hi, how are you? Good, Liz. How are you? So good to see you again. Yes, likewise, likewise. And I did you say you're in Chicago right now? I'm Is in Chicago. Way? Yeah, I just um, I just got done having a wonderful coffee with Tanya over at PCMA. Oh, and nice. Yeah, I'm just here meeting with a handful of amazing human beings uh, <laughs> talking about what we're going to be talking about. So it's fun to be here for a couple of days just uh, talking about the future. Yeah. So today we are, you know, the, the theme is 365 communities. It's something that the event professionals have been talking about for years and I think have felt like it's a little bit outside of reach. Like, oh, that sounds cool. Maybe one day we could do that. Uh, but I know you have a background in doing this for years. This is not something that's like, oh, COVID happened and suddenly we're thinking about 365 communities. Yeah. So why don't you tell people a little bit about just you, your background, and I would love for you to tell people about Juno as well in case yeah. they haven't heard. Well, it's fun when you said we went to the same college. What most people probably don't realize is um, it is a it is a faith based college, uh, even though there's various degrees like organizational leadership. And but I started my life as a pastor. So I the first thing I grew up a pastor's kid. Uh, I started a church in San Diego, California when I was 23 years old. Wow. Um, I've been married a week, Liz. And I came <laughs> all the way out and said, I'm going to start a church. I'm going to start a community um, where where every single person that is connected to that community has value and purpose and is, and we need them. And so really my roots are in understanding the importance of every single person, a member, you know, members of the church. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was a pastor for 10 years. I got into community software for the business world. We started um, a company that helped mobilize employees to donate time and money. Uh, we had almost a million global employees on that platform before we wow. sold it. It's pretty cool. And then I started CrowdHub, which is a community software agency. So we built and still manage uh, the global sales enablement tool for HP, learning tools for the United Nation, amongst a lot of other cool stuff. Um, and so when COVID happened, it was, it was that moment where it was like, you know, community and, 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 and scale come together. And we had clients say, hey, can you, can you add virtual to your community platforms? Because we don't want another platform. Uh, yeah. We want one place. Um, so yes, I have a background in community. I believe um, that every single day, every single person should have the opportunity to impact positively the community. And I think that's where we look at the future and go, 
when you can bring technology and human beings together, both physically and digitally, mm-hmm. now you have an opportunity to do something every single day. Yeah. So this idea of community, it's a hot topic these days, especially. Um, but like you said, you've been doing this for many years. What was it? Um, I guess as a fellow pastor kid, my dad was also a pastor. I grew up like always around people yeah. and always at gatherings and always at somebody's house having a meal or doing something. Uh, is that where you think this this passion for community came from? And when you started that church, were you thinking, were you using that community word or is that something that's kind of evolved over well, time? It's funny. Um, of course, I didn't know we were going to be talking about church, but that me either. <laughs> our, our, our core strategy was inclusive, missional community. That was This was 17 years ago. Yeah. So how do we include people to serve together as a community? That was our whole vision. And so I saw the power of what happens when people come together and, you know, as a, as a unit, as a body, we're all different, right? So. Right. Some of us are like, I'm a communicator. And some of us are like, you know, I'm a server. And some of us are, are like, I'm an idea person. Yeah. I'm a connector. We have all these different skill sets. And I think for so long, churches are, I mean, churches are a lot like associations and events. I mean, they just, yeah. all, you know, very similar. Very. <laughs> it's always like top down. You know, we're always pushing down. And I think that the going from vertical to horizontal is going to change the game. You know, when, when all of a sudden I have a, a platform or a system that allows me and Liz to discover each other because of shared interest and stream and connect and then have that data that pushes content to us. It's a game changer. And it's the same thing with, you know, what, whatever community it is, once you get past about a hundred people physically somewhere, you no longer now can connect to know everybody. Here's a fun yeah. fact for you. That since the, we'll just have fun, keep churches at the front. Why not? Why not? <laughs> the, average, the average church in America is 98 people. And do you know why that is? It's because yeah. it's 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 studies show it's what one person has the ability to connect with on some level, right? Once yeah. you get past that, the individual leader can't can't connect any further. So if your association or event is more than a hundred people, you're gonna have a very difficult time scaling connection and community unless you've got a infrastructure to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Churches do it physically, so we know that they they can do it, but they also use digital tools to do it. So yeah. it's an interesting thing to think about. If, okay, if my, my association or community is more than 100 people, I'm going to have connection attrition. What am I going to do about that? Yeah, and you talked about this moving from vertical to horizontal. How do associations and events do that? I think that's, you know, everyone wants to do it, but uh, how do you do it in a way that's authentic and feels like you're doing it, you know, for the members yeah. and not for saving your organization or. <laughs> right. no, look, um, I say this all the time to, to, to partners. We talk about the, the role of a, a, a meeting or an association is two things to connect and educate. If you do those two things, that's your value proposition. That's your brand promise. I'm going to educate you on a topic and I'm going to connect you to other people that have brain trust. Yeah. If you're going to your people saying I'm providing more of my value proposition the member's only going to feel greater utility, greater value yeah. from your organization. So how do you do that? Um, we created this thing called human interest modeling, and it's our workflow that Juno uses. So I'll just speak about what Juno does. Yeah. So we everybody starts off with some user data, right? You know, my name's Liz. Here's my email address. And a couple other things maybe we get to ask. Yeah. And it's But it's a pretty binary 
um, sheet of information. Juno does, and this is what I think is so cool. Um, we want you to declare what you're interested in. Okay, that's the first thing. I know I'm interested in these things. I know that about me. I, I love football. I love mountain biking. I love whiskey. These are my things that I love. Awesome. We, and you declare those on our platform as related to the association. Then you get on a platform and you begin to discover a bunch of things that you never knew. So you'll notice my pastor roots coming through here because I got like my three D's, my four, you know, so <laughs> enough. Um, you discover, uh, so you declare, you discover, and you discover through gamification, trending engines, AI, because Juno's pushing things to you. You're not going out and searching for them. We're pushing things. You go, oh, I like that, or I like that. So our recommendation engines, based on, on some of your declared and what other people are doing. So now you've discovered things. So we've got declared tags, discovered tags. And then what we do is we drive you into our three big things, content, experience, and people. So we're going to drive you into kind of our flywheel of like, hey, Liz, here's some people that you probably want to know because they're really into tech. Um, hey, Liz, here's some uh, some content we think you'd really like. And here's an experience you'd really like. So we're building that profile. And then when it comes out, we're like, hey, we know. Uh, and it's weighted. That's the algorithm, which is the way we do it. So yeah. We have a declared weight, a discovered weight, and an engagement weight. And it all ends up building a profile of you so that we can connect you to more and create network effect. So it's this is the thing that I think associations need to hear. This does not have to be a heavy lift for you. For example, let's say one of your topics is governance. And let's say one of your topics is marketing. I don't know. And you say, hey, guys, um, we're going to host a breakout room on marketing next week. There's 12 seats available. First 12 to get in, get to get together on a roundtable and discuss it. And we're going to have five questions we want you to discuss. So, you know, the association or meeting types out five questions, puts it in the roundtable, 12 people get on and maybe there's a host from the association or maybe it's one of the members that says, I can, I can ask those questions. We can talk. Right. They talk for 25 minutes and they've now created user generated content. Now that content goes on demand and you say, Hey, 12 of our, um, so our, our, our community members talked about marketing last night. Liz, you said that you were interested in marketing. You should check this out. Mm. What did, what did the association have to do? Nada. Yeah. Pick a topic. <laughs> Pick a topic. The system and the people did everything else. This is how we can begin to use our horizontal, use our people and their brain trust. And we're gonna do two things. We're gonna connect them. They're gonna educate all of us. We're gonna use that user-generated content to offer to our entire community. And all of a sudden, rather than, we all know, our, our head of partnerships always, I think says it best, his name's Peter. He says, uh, for, since the beginning of time, associations and events, uh, and events have lived on peaks and suffered through valleys. You yeah. know, yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's not good for the member. The member, you know, after a few months starts going, why am I paying my dues? Am I still really getting exactly. out of this? Yeah. No one's winning. And then the, the association's like trying to, you know, send newsletters and do different stuff and going, ah, we just got to wait to the big event. And, and there's, there's a better way. And I call it the and way. This notion of is it is it digital or is it physical or is no longer part of our vocabulary. Yeah. And world. So th this is something that I think, uh, like I said, event organizers have been talking about for so many years. How do we, instead of just having like an annual or annual event and then everyone disappears and then we build up all that anticipation again the next year and it's 100% work and then we have another event in it. 
what if we could just connect people all throughout the year? And I think organizations have had a really difficult time doing that. But I think 2020 has changed the game a little bit because people have gotten a lot more comfortable with yeah. talking to each other virtually, spending time. Now, granted, do they want to do it 100% of the time? No. Because yeah. it's an <laughs> world. Exactly. It's an world. You know, it's not an org. Exactly. And listen, the organization should not have to connect people. The, the ecosystem should. You know, how many, do you know any of the executives at LinkedIn? Nope. Have, okay, so there's no, have any of them ever reached out and said, hey, Liz, let me connect you to somebody else? No. no. <laughs> so how many connections do you make on LinkedIn? Plenty, yeah. The organization is not doing it. The ecosystem is doing it. And that's the world that we move into. And the whole notion of this is that this, we should not fear, uh, this help. It's a hand up, you know, it's, yeah. it's empowerment. And it's because it like, oh my gosh, like we're actually, it's like, do you ever use the map on your phone? All the time. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine if you were like, um, I want to carry around a Rand McNally. Every, do you remember those? I mean, we're, <laughs> I'm old uh, enough to remember those. Yes. <laughs> we, we have to, I mean, technology is designed to make our life easier, our jobs yeah. easier. And to, to automate and augment the physical process. And that's the opportunity that we get to go, wait a minute, my organization doesn't need to connect people. My ecosystem needs to. And by default, do you think LinkedIn is valuable for you? Yeah, absolutely. You recommend it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're no sweat off their back. Right, exactly. You're no, you're no <laughs> brain on them. You know? Exactly. And so that's where we've got to get to. Now, you know, a lot of what I think about when I'm thinking about this is like what the response, one of the responsibilities of the organization is to put the right people in that ecosystem. And then, you know, I, I completely agree. They should be the ones educating each other and they should be starting those conversations. And and if it's the right people, you can kind of sit back and just kind of let it happen. Um, now, it, using the LinkedIn example, I mean, they have all kinds of people on there and we all see that. Um, I'm sure you get a billion of those spam in mails and weird messages. And, but the, it's still a very small percentage, I would say in terms of, you know, yeah. most of the people who message me through LinkedIn are talking about the events business. Oh, <laughs> yeah. talk. Right. So, What kind of curation is required to, you know, make people feel like this is a safe space and I'm these conversations and these connections are meaningful to me. Uh, how much does the organization have to be involved so that the system can do its thing and, people end up happy. Well, I think there's a couple ways to do it. In fact, I've got a meeting this afternoon with a group that we did their annual event and they're like, Hey, we're, we want to move to 365. So we're here strategies. If there's actually, and then there's another group that they just sent me their entire, this is really good stuff. And Juno's going to be releasing some of this soon. They, I was blown away and I'm going to get to your answer, but I want to say this one <laughs> thing. I was blown away by a certain um, association. They sent me their um, their business plan for physical digital offerings. And when I went through it, I was like, holy smokes, they nailed it. I mean, it was, it was thoughtful. It, it was a through line through physical digital. And I'm like, you guys are, this is what's going to happen. Associations are going to solve this riddle. Um, yeah. there's, there's not a vendor on the planet that only wants to talk to your people three days a year. There's no. not a member on the planet. There's not a member on the planet 
that only wants to connect to another member three days a year. So there's not a vendor and there's not a member. Get me preaching now, Liz. But <laughs> the only ones who is three days, they want to do it. We just need the tools. So there's another group I'm working with and meeting with here in a little bit, and they're laying out their um, the offerings on the platform. So mm. here's one of the things you get to think about. People want micro content. They don't want macro content. They want micro experiences. You know, you already have all the content. It's just not packaged right. So the first thing you do is you look at some of this long form stuff and you go, man, we need a system where we can pair this down and just drop it each day long, right? Yeah. So you don't have to go produce a bunch of new stuff. You need to retrofit it for the future. And that's where you get the right partners to come in and go, hey, we can help you do that. we got content teams that can work with you. We can pair it down. Then you build course builders where it's like, hey, based on your interest and the other people that you connect with, um, we recommend this course or we can build you a course. So all that new stuff that's just going into your library and creating content experiences, that's the future. I, I think <laughs> you can probably, we can all probably relate to this. Whenever something is unknown, it's bigger and scarier than it really is. Oh, absolutely. It's been true. The monster under the bed is bigger and scarier than he really is. And as my dad used to say, 98% of the things we worry about never happen. And the 2% that does, we can live with. Right. And, and I think right now it's it's unknown. Mm -hmm. Well, it's such an unknown that it feels big and scary. And I think as we get into it, we're going to go, wait a minute, people like Juno, um, which started off as a, you know, out of CrowdHub, built, we've built community platforms for a decade. You yeah. know, HP came to us and said, we've got, you know, 10 years of sales training. And, and, and all that for all these big presses we do and everything else, we need to transform this content. So we did that for so many years. This is, people are going to solve this. Yeah. Your yeah. team's going to solve this and they're going to get excited about it because they're going to have a new purpose. They're going to go, I don't know where I fit into this digital world. And, and they're going to go, wait a minute, I can take our content and create micro and do stuff. And so it's going to get solved and it is scary and big, but it's not as scary and big as it really is. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I think the attendees, the members want this so badly. They want those connections to other people. It's kind of like you're unleashing all of this freedom, you know, instead of you're saying these are the topics that we're going to cover these 12 things. And also you can do so much more. I mean, in a regular association or any real group that meets monthly. So you're talking about 12 topics in a whole year. I mean, and you're, yeah, it's so just crazy. I'm I'm coming out with a um, Dana, who's so awesome. She's like, hey, I want you to do a recipe for 365. What are the ingredients that you need? So we literally talk about the ingredients from, you know, your main food to the spices on it, to the pairings on it, to the way. So I'm going to, I'll send that to you when I'm done and we can get it out. Yeah. To I think it's pretty cool, but it's not that hard. It's really not because the way that this really works is that it, it, it's the members engaging each other. And so, yeah, but the software does all the triggers, right? Like, right. you know, I get an email, I got an email yesterday from a client that we, we work with and somebody messaged me asking me a question, you know, and then the recommendation engine is saying, you should connect with these people. The, the software is working for you, you know, let it do it. Yeah. And Anne makes a really good point. She says associations that don't solve this will die. And there's a lot of talk in the events industry about what's going to happen to associations. Will people still pay these dues? I, I do think associations are going to figure it out, but certainly not all of them. I mean, some of them are still, I, I've made the comment that I feel like a lot of the in-person events that I've seen look a lot more like 2019 again. 
And it's like people, there are plenty of people in our industry who are like, yay, we get to go back to what we were doing. Game over, back, you know, like the last year and a half didn't happen. Well, and that's, you know, members, sad. Members will go back once because they <laughs> miss each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got that one crack. Yeah. And then they're going to go, man, that was expensive. It was, and then they'll still come back. But the idea is that, again, it's an and world. It's an entitlement now. And if you know anything about entitlements, that once you get them, uh, whether it's in your soul or whether it's, you know, from someone else, an entitlement is impossible to get rid of um, in terms of like, uh, you, you got to pry it from someone. Right. <laughs> it's not impossible, but you got to pry it either out of your yeah. own life or out of your hands. And members now feel entitled to a digital connection. And that's good. It's, it's, not, it's a, this is, The industry should be celebrating like no end of like, oh my gosh, finally. Yes, exactly. Like we can provide more value and we haven't known how to do it. And we were, you know, everybody go look at the last 10 years of member dues. They go, they've gone down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that's okay. But why are they gone down? Value. Mm -hmm. You literally have a, the silver plate right here. Yeah. I mean, look, there's been so much accessible online for years and years. And I think that's one of the main reasons that association dues have been going down and event tickets are getting cheaper and cheaper because people can get the education somewhere else. The connection, they can also get somewhere else, but there is something I think magic about those in-person connections. There's mm -hmm. something about being in the room. I feel very strongly when I go to most events or association events, it really matters who's here. You know, if I go and it's not the people I wanted and I could have made 10 better connections elsewhere, well, guess where he's going to be? I'm not going to be coming back. But I, I wish organizations and associations especially would see how much responsibility they have as they bring in-person events back. Yeah. Because to your point, people will go back to say hi and they're going to say nothing's changed. And, you know, we're uh, we're launching our app this fall and this is what gets me excited. Um, how many So again, let's go back to the hundred, right? Yeah. So, and again, a hundred means that you're in community together. It doesn't mean you had one, three days together. Right, right. So let's say, let's go back to a hundred. If, if your event is more than a hundred people, um, there will be many, many connections that should have been made that never got made. That yeah. should have been made that never got made. And what we're excited about with our companion app and experience is if I'm there, it, I can go in and see who's there, physical or, or remote, mm -hmm. suggest they connect to me. Wouldn't it be cool if you were at an event with 20,000 people? I still say this all the time. I've been to enough events. Events often look like a bad day in junior high. You see yeah. people over there by themselves. You see these clicks, right? Because that's the thing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I haven't seen you for a year, blah, blah, blah. And if you're the new person or if you're the shy person, you're. I've seen more people eat alone at – associations and events than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. More clicks. And that's not, I'm just, it is what it is. Sure. But we now have tools to go, Hey, Josh, um, did you know that Liz is here and that you have four things in common and you can message her right now? And I can go, Hey, Liz, it's dating. It's that dating app. You know, it really is. I can swipe through and I can see who makes sense for me. And I go, Hey, it looks like we have a lot in common. I'd love to just meet you for 10 minutes and yeah. you can even stream meet. You know, so I just think that there's, to your point of connection, you know, you may leave a conference, an event and go, I didn't meet anybody good. That was a waste of my time. You know what the sad part is? 
there were groves of people there right there right. was perfect connection for you yeah just didn't have the intelligent tools to bring you together like we do now and that's so important. I mean, we see you and I have had several good conversations, but there's something different when you say like, wait, we went to the same college, you know, like suddenly you start naming yeah. people. The conversation is very different because it there's is. like a, a spark point, you know, there's something that sets it off. Um, I think it's, it's um, so important, you know, just to have those reasons to connect with someone and, and something to. Well, we call them bridges, you know, network bridges and we yeah. need them. We all need a bridge. Uh, and our bridge today was Nyack College. You know, our bridge last time was Dana and Tech. You know, these are bridges. Yeah. And, you know, if you didn't look me at LinkedIn, you would have never known that. Yeah. We would, have never, and would you have ever guessed I went to Nyack College? No. And would you ever ask, you know, like, hey, what no. college did you go to? <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but, but technology enabled a more intimate connection for us forever. Yeah. Every single time you see me post on LinkedIn now, you're going to be like, alumni friend, <laughs> right? Like it's going to have insane vice versa. It's going to have greater value. Yeah. So, so it's all right there. You know, we just, we got to work with, with groups to unlock it. And look, there's what, 300,000 associations worldwide. I mean, probably another 200,000, 300,000 meetings. I mean, yeah. the entire world is, is there of opportunity. We just got to walk into it together. Now you've been watching communities grow and evolve over time. What do you see as the future? Um, is there anything that's kind of like, if people are not doing X, Y, and Z, it's not going to work. Or, you know, you've talked a lot about the technology facilitating, yep. but just in terms of like changes or things that people are not really doing a lot of that you think is going to have to happen, or well, I'm sure you the, have plenty of trends. Yeah, well, well here's <laughs> the good news. Let me give you one trend. Uh, people don't change. Okay. I mean, people are still driven by rewards, by mm -hmm. connection, by value. And so the idea is we have to create ecosystems that reward people for doing the right thing um, related to our, our, our vision and mission. Yeah. And you can do that. That's, that's how people have been since day one. When you raise your kids, you reward them for doing the right thing related to your values. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how we live. And yeah. so organization to go, this is our mission and value. And we reward people doing the right thing related to that. You're going to have a sticky world. You yeah. just are. And you're going to have a role. You're going to have a world that's going forward. You're going to look at your kids, your members and go, yes, you're doing the right thing. And yeah. so that's important. Now, um, you've talked about some of the exciting things that Juno has coming up. Um, anything that you want to share about how people can learn more about Juno in particular, or let's just say they want to pick Josh's brain about this three. Yeah. yeah, man, we love here. So we're going to create the, the recipe, follow me on LinkedIn, uh, message me, whatever. And then I can, um, I'll be posting our, our 365 recipe book up, which is going to be exciting. Um, go to junolive.com. We'd love to do it. You can watch a demo on there. You can get a demo from some of our amazing human beings. Um, and yeah, let's just get to know each other. We're, this, is not a, this is not a 12 or 24 month story. Um, this is the future yeah. story. And so it's not going to be, it's going to evolve fast. It's going to change fast, but it's not going to go away fast. Uh, it's going to go forward. And that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, you guys are definitely on the right train. <laughs> yeah, Going ahead uh, very fast. And you know what? There's a lot of great groups are there too. I mean, I love seeing our competition also educate the market. It's important. Like we're all we're all reading out of the same hymn book. So you know, let's let's keep going in the right direction and let's 
be better for everyone. Yeah, it's always good when everyone's finally talking about what you've been talking about for a long time, even if it took them a long time to get there. Exactly. Like, finally, let's get yeah. on this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's just, I always love being here with your community. And uh, I just, you know, congratulate you on the hard work of building a community because you know how hard it is. Yeah. You're doing it, Liz. You're doing these things, you know. And so we just recognize you and, and honor you for the hard work you've done in getting us together and giving us a chance to learn. And I don't think people pause long enough just to say thank you. Um, and so thank you for your hard work. Um, and I know your community appreciates you because you're making their lives better. And so thank you. Thank you. It was so great to have this conversation today and to be connected. I think what you guys are doing with Juno is really, it's so much more than a virtual events platform. And, and that's not to promote necessarily the company, but just that whole philosophy around these 365 communities, I think is, it's great. It's perfect for the events industry, but it's so critical for all those users, those members, whether they're from an association or an event, this means big things because yep. the events industry is all about bringing people together. Um, and we've had all these virtual tools for years that we just don't use. And so now we're, we have a, a bigger opportunity than ever to embrace that. And you guys are leading the way. So thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. So good to see you. <laughs> all right. So we will be back tomorrow, actually, with another episode of the Event Hustler Show. This will be available on our blog and podcast, and you'll find it in many places. I hope you guys will listen and connect with Josh. And uh, until then, uh, hustle hard, everyone, and we will see you all soon. Take care, everybody. Good to see you. Bye. Bye-bye.